Welcome to Foreman Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And Cindy, we're we're in February now. It's, it's hard it's the, to believe. Time month, goes by very quickly. The month of love. Oh. Mm. And broken <laughs> hearts and hate. I was going to say, well. Yeah, that's it's right. That's right. So that's <laughs> For the theme, some of us. That's the theme for our program. I love my family. The, the, <laughs> and my cat. Mm. There you go. February. So how does that? Nasus is not when a Lonely you, Hearts program. <laughs> when you said that to me, I'm like, what? What does that have to do with food and wine? Well, but because yes, how no. many things? How many things did you did you love as a kid that you think is just disgusting now? Yeah, there are a couple of things for yeah. sure. Do you have any idea how much I liked Dr Pepper when I was a kid? Oh, that was. I thought it was the best thing in the world. And I liked the bottle too. That and, bottle with the three numbers on it. And super I thought cool. it was. I thought it was so weird that my dad really didn't like it. Oh. And then I had one for like. For the first time in it's pretty 35 sweet. years or something. Yeah. And I was just like, this is... Oh, see, I still like Dr. Oh. Pepper. We, we didn't have it as a, as a kid. That wasn't an option in my house. Oh, my gosh. We had Pepsi. My grandfather drank Pepsi, oh. which he called Peps. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was a but, big... But, yeah, but, all right. But just like, but regardless yeah, no, of, of soda you, pop preferences, sure, the things that like, like or, Quisp. Or, I loved Quisp when I was a kid. It's got to have a gajillion million grams of sugar in every bite. Well, I mean, if you would like a nice big bowl of Quisp right now, I'm sure we can find one for you. I don't think so. I don't even think they make it. Well, if they do, it's few and far between. There's, but, man, that was some... I love that. Well, and I like the little space guy on the box when ah, I was a kid, too. I thought he go. was super cute. And I read all of my cereal boxes when I was little. That, that was, like, my favorite part of eating cereal was getting to read the box. <laughs> I don't know. You just didn't read the nutrition information. <laughs> no, days. definitely not. The the thing that... Did they have but, nutritional but, but, information but, on the boxes back then? So, but <laughs> the, the reverse is true, right? I mean, the, the whole, they're, they're foods that you just couldn't stand. Like, Absolutely. The number of times my father made Ugh. fun of me, and my brother made fun of me for how much I dislike broccoli. Oh, yeah, and I love... I, yes. Yeah, and, and, yep. and the reality is... Yes, my taste changed. Your dad made fun of you? Oh, like to no end. <laughs> Would you like some broccoli? No, it's the worst thing in the world. Get away from me, Dad. You know, that kind of thing. But, uh, it's but, so good for you, too. I mean, I recall I was in the hospital well, one time. What's a weird texture? Uh, no. Uh, broccoli? green furry trees. I, no, yeah. I, was, I was in the hospital one time, and, and I got a get well card, and in the card were broccoli <laughs> seeds as a joke. But, but if you recall, we, we had a restaurant that, that, that did a lot of tapas. And one of the That's things awesome. I put on the menu, one of the most popular things of all time, maybe the most popular vegetable dish we've ever served anywhere, oh. was broccoli yeah, what from was, the plancha. Wasn't that spicy or something? Yeah, they were, they yeah, were, they were Fres- Fresno chilies. Oof, yeah. You know, mm. uh, pecorino cheese, a little... A little did you come up with that dish? Yeah, that was my oh, dish. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> okay. So, hey, Pop. Uh-huh. You know, let's we, you move did on. Grow up. Time to move on. <laughs> Stop giving me broccoli seeds. Mo- I'm going to plant those broccoli seeds, and they're going to grow forth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's grow, funny. Grow that you're... forth. <laughs> grow. I don't know if that is. Grow and go forward. Solid grammar, exactly, <laughs> Cynthia Jane. Um, but uh, oh my gosh! But, but what what are the things? What are, what is your oh. top? What's your top list of things? Oh my that God. you couldn't stand as oh, a kid. Oh my gosh! I mean, they're things that I've known you oh to my really gosh. dislike. Fish, fish. I mean, 
Oh my gosh, my mom would make cod and scrod. We grew up. In, I grew up in Indiana. Cod could be. Amazing. I was in the middle of the country. There. Yeah. Well, sure. Now it can be, but it, you know, in 1972, you were probably getting frozen cod. Actually, I'm sure it was frozen cod. There was no fresh cod in Indiana, and my mom would bake it for like 30 minutes. I mean the famous river cod from Indiana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I couldn't stand the way it smelled. I could, I, I wanted to cry when we had to eat it. I mean, it was so awful. And my mom was a very good cook. I mean, this is no reflection on her. It was she was trying to make healthy food for her family, and you know, whatever. It, it just, I hated fish, and we didn't have it very often. Um, I think it was, you know, we were. My father was in the meat business. We ate a lot of beef and pork and other meats, but, um, yeah. When I was thinking about this, you know, conversation and, you know, when you think about feeding, my mom had to feed six people. And, you know, every now and then, because my dad was a, you know, grew up and was a butcher, um, we would have some really good meat. But every, you know, my mom had to, you know, make it work. Uh, so, you know, had to buy food for a lot of people to eat every night. So, you know, it's not like she was buying the, the best of the best for every meal. Certainly not. I mean, I didn't like lamb when I was little either because... You know, she would do lamb stew, and I couldn't. I literally couldn't stand the way it smelled. It, it is amazing to me that I am a chef. Well, sometimes, 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 having known you a really long time and have watched your evolution of taste on some things, but there, there are moments when I, I agree that I'm, I'm surprised that you arrived where you arrived. Oh, totally. As young as you did, because absolutely. I mean, I'm the the person I met. I remember trying to give you cilantro or trying to oh. give you ginger. Oh, I or, couldn't stand. Oh no, I couldn't stand any of those. Things. Anything spicy? Yeah, no, at you, all. You were very or helpful. Olives. You were like, <laughs> oh, oh, those black olives in the can. Man, my mom loved well, I those. I didn't give you black olives in the no, can. No, I gave no, no. I'm just saying, olives. but that's what I grew up with. So then, you, and you rejected them. The sad thing is, <laughs> yeah, right. The sad thing is, is that you know, you what you grow up with informs what you think the food is like yeah, yeah. and you don't well and of course we grew up and you know I was born in 1964 you know food is very very different almost 60 years later and what's available to the home cook is very different I mean yeah. I remember when we couldn't really find shallots readily when when I started cooking you know so when I was 19 it's the world the food world in our country has changed oh, yeah. dramatically no, no and the quality of product that you can easily buy at a grocery store is night and day so that's there's no wonder that I didn't like things when I was little if I had had you know incredible olives when I was little I probably would have liked them if I had had great fish when I was little I would have liked it and honestly I went to college to be to study business management I wanted to own my own restaurant and be a front of the house manager I wanted to manage restaurants and own restaurants it, 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 so I'm true. glad that I realized <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I realized the path of cooking because I love what I do and I don't think I would have loved being a front of the house manager. <laughs> there would have it's, the creativity wouldn't have been there for me. And I love working with food. I love everything about it. And you have no idea how much creativity it takes to deal <laughs> well, with a highly right. strong chef. <laughs> oh, oh okay. I thought you were going to say the customer, but all right. Well, guests are easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so easy. Guests to work are easy. With a they want to enjoy themselves, like, like me and our chefs, because we are very professional and we are easy to get along with. So, besides fish, what else did you really like? Well, what, we started. What else did you we not started talking like? about lamb. I, I, I will not forget when. She would oh. make lamb stew, which, I mean, I I That's didn't even so like sad. the potatoes in there, right? Because I'm sure you know, well, and that was a lot of work, and you know, I, I was I'm sure not she, a, I was not averse to strong taste when I was a oh, kid. I just didn't like lamb. I, I was just averse to bad. I cooking. think it probably was weird back then too. I don't know, whatever. I, but maybe I was just you know, I was just so little. 
I know I, I, I know from my daughters that strong tastes are hard for yeah, them. Yeah, maybe that's just what it was. You know, the 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 younger one is still in you know, like a, most proteins are not her favorite thing. That's mm-hmm. the, like anything any kind of edge to the taste. She's al- she could almost just be a vegetarian and be totally happy about it because the flavors are milder. Yeah. In general. I I mean I I I I remember liking green beans. And that was really the only vegetable that I liked at all. Um, I hated peas. I mean, I sat at many a dinner oh table when my family was watching TV because we had to eat our food. We weren't. I was raised where you had to clean your plate, and you didn't get to decide what went on your plate. My mother, if I didn't put peas on my plate, she would have put peas on my plate, and then I had to sit there. And it, it, thank God we had a dog. Well, I think also we were hungry. Well, I was. I, mean, I didn't like care that, about being know, hungry. That, I wasn't going to eat something that I didn't like. I just yeah. was not. I just didn't want to. No, yeah. we, we were hungry, and <laughs> it was not always consistent what was <laughs> right. in the house. You no. know? So yeah. something was there. You're eating it. It was edible and it wasn't barking. You know, you're like glad it arrived. (laughs) Uh, My dog (laughs) ate a lot of food that uh, I snuck to him uh, when I couldn't stand to eat the food. But, yeah, it is weird to think that. That's a fat dog is a sure sign of a disobedient child. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't fat. (laughs) She was just right. Schultz von Steenwolf, little toy dachshund. She was adorable. Her bed was right. Her little bed was right behind my chair. So. At the dining room table. All right. So lamb, fish. Oh, I what didn't else? like anything. I really didn't. I, 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 what, what I honestly, liked? I liked. Okay, if you now, if you can believe this, I loved it when my mom made sauerkraut and pork, and I loved it when she made pot pie and noodle soup. She, my, she made all the and those were things she made from scratch, and well, she made everything from scratch. And I just, I do remember loving those traditional dishes that were very traditional in my family back a million generations. How did she sweeten the sauerkraut? Well, and also, you know, we didn't have pasta growing up. Like, that wasn't an option. My mom, recent, with, within the last probably 10 years, told me that the only reason she ever made pizza or pasta was because my eldest sister went over to a neighbor's house and they had it. And she came back and said, oh, could we make this? And so my mom tried to figure out how to make it for her. She was very ill, so my mom was going to do anything she wanted her done. And, um, yeah, I mean, and that was rare that we, you know, my mom would on occasion make a pan of lasagna, and sometimes we would have pizza that she tried her best to do. Um, So there were also things that just weren't on the the menu, quite frankly, you know. Yeah. I just was just curious. Mm -hmm. How about you? What What did you really dislike besides broccoli? Not that much, really. Honestly, yeah. That I I was hungry all the time. Well, you're a boy too. One yeah, right? and and uh, and there wasn't it wasn't that consistent. Right, right. Um, and the sort of chief cook for me was a, my great grandmother, who was a, you know a very country. My her daughter was not a gifted cook. <laughs> There's a famous story. I, no, I did not like. She was not. <laughs> I did not like um, a very famous. Uh, There's a famous story in the family. About her making meatballs with peanuts in them, oh. and uh, and we asked her why she would do that. <laughs> and she'd gotten a recipe from some. From some oh. She was forever cutting out recipes. <clears throat> yes. And she said, "Well, that's to make them crunchy." Oh boy, oh my, yucky. And and, and I recall I would have cried my brothers if I had and I looked around I just like. <laughs> And afterwards, like, why would you want a crunchy meatball? <laughs> I like, just looked forward so much to these meatballs. <laughs> why would Aww. you want it to have a crunch? It seemed like she, the strangest when we, thing. When we first went over to her house, we had some rather odd food, and but she also had a, she had a cook, uh, 
when she was younger, right? Yes. So she didn't, yeah. as a young housewife, she did, her situation was different from your great-grandmother where she had to feed well, a million people. She, yeah, she, she and, married around in a, in a very good situation. Yeah, so, so she, she didn't have to learn how to cook, unlike, you know. Yeah, my great-grandmother's the cook Right, your great-grandmother. That's why your great-grandmother was such a great cook, and she was from South cooking well. For, well, cooking for 17 people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, Sorry, 19 yeah. people, including her parents. That's crazy. I mean, that's, 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 yeah. She was the eldest, your great grandmother. Uh, she was the eldest girl. Or one girl. of the eldest. Yeah, eldest girl. And the boys didn't cook, you know. Of course not. So. Hmm. The, uh, but, yeah, that, there was not much that I did not, I did, there's a lot I wasn't exposed to. And there's certainly plenty of things the first time I tried them. It's really more as I, like maybe when I moved to Philly and I started to try more things, that then they seemed so strange. Then. Mm-hmm. That right down the street, I, I I was living in South Philly, and there was a Vietnamese restaurant down the street. Hmm, nice. And and I'd been to a lot of the Italian ones in the neighborhood. That, okay. And some were excellent, like little tiny places. Wonderful, wonderful. The, the, the actual regional, not just like Italian American cooking can be fun, but it's not like the regional food in Italy. And there, I found some real, you know real things in little places, but there were flavors in the Vietnamese restaurant that I almost thought were confusing yeah. when I was a kid. I only really, you know, it was really like either Eurocentric or, uh, you know, or, or Southern food that was, you know, real melting pot American cuisine. And and that was, but ingredients, mm, mostly, I think it was mostly bad cooking. There were certain vegetables like, no, I didn't want spinach. Why? I love spinach. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, I, I, I probably would have loved spinach then if someone could cook. Yeah, you know that—that's part of it. Is just like I, I think also when we were growing up it was the way they cooked. It was like frozen boiled spinach. It's like no, it's just yeah. a, I would I would rather chew on paper. <laughs> I, I, I yeah I think I think it had we grown up now, it would uh, and I know for me it would be a totally different conversation. Oh, my, when, if when, I grew up when, now when my, and my mom could cook with what we have now, I'd probably would have loved everything she made. Yeah, well, no, I mean I'm speaking from the experience of parenting two young daughters who. Don't love everything, you know. We'll we'll get back to more love and hate <laughs> on Foreign Wolf Owned Food and Wine, uh, a February edition. Um, when we come back, Welcome back to Foreman Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And our, our topic today is love and hate, <laughs> now that we're in February. And, you know, love, love comes to mind, but but hate comes close after. So, um, and, and as it relates to food, we're talking about things that that didn't work out, you know, as a kid for us. And and, and getting into, like, how some things are cooked. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. see, there, there, there's some things now that I'll give my kids that, like, I know that they love broccoli. And they love it a couple of different ways. They love Brussels sprouts. That's and, great. I mean, how many kids? No, that's great. Hated Brussels sprouts back in the day. Well, you're also a good cook, so you know whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. But they also get some helpful. of these things in a couple of different ways because I mean that 
like my wife, a lot of her comfort food is Pacific Rim, you know, and, and so that introduces other flavors and other traditions to to cooking methodology. You know, that's and they like a lot of the ingredients we would have thought of as controversial too. But one is just the quality and freshness of ingredients. Sure. Absolutely. You know, that's we cook what is nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and well, and, I, almost everything's better than it used to be. I mean, our our, our stoves are better. Even you know, if you're buying a pretty basic one, our stoves are better than they used to be. I mean, the, the, the pots and pans and knives that we have the option to work with, you know, the tools that are available to us, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a totally different world from what we grew up with, which makes a difference for the home cook as well. Yeah, but it, but there's still times when, okay, so my, my, my younger daughter, she'll get, you, you make a chicken dish, so, and, and she's, she's, doesn't like chicken, doesn't like chicken, but they're like five different chicken dishes. She has like a rating system oh. for the ones that she loves the most. <laughs> and and there's one, it's from a very particular restaurant, and it's a, it's a, a Persian style oh. chicken kebab Good uh, with a marinade that she loves. Oh, definitely. And I'm with her. She, that is the that is the pinnacle on. Is it yellow? Chicken cookery. Is it the is kebab yellow? Thoroughly. Yeah, I love that. And. Hmm. But that, there, there's another version, and then there's a version that that Dad makes that's a little bit different, that is very close to the Persian chicken, but it's not quite there. But she and and her rating scale is interesting. It <laughs> goes from like that is the best, that is almost as good as the best, that is that's very cute. That is not the best, but I'll eat it. Okay. And then it's. I don't want that. All right. Okay. And then it's that makes me cry. Uh, well, I get that. All right. Yeah. So it's 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 a pretty severe <laughs> curve. It's a pretty severe curve. <laughs> and it's demon it's it's demonstrative. I mean, I love corn now, but I hated corn when I was a kid. What? Yeah, I think it came. Well, okay. Now, can, I could I have will, eaten my weight in corn. Oh, yeah. when well, I, was I will a kid. say, I will say that that it did. I did know the difference when we went. My mom went down to the farmer's stand and got fresh corn, and I shucked it, and then we ate it. That I liked. No. But the stuff out of the can. The old corn in the can. Yeah, the corn yeah. in the can. Yuck. You know, and yeah. I think I probably had that. You know, more. Well, obviously, we only grew corn so many times a year. So. Um, or could get fresh corn so many times, but you know, I mean, I like I, wow, yeah, I shucked those peas too, so those peas were good. Yeah, anything that was fresh, I would have eaten, but the the canned stuff was nasty or frozen product. I didn't really like, yeah. although I would have eaten the frozen green beans, the canned green beans, not so much. Fresh yeah. ones, yes, yes, please. So all right, so how about how about a recipe for something that you did not like as a kid mm-hmm. deeply? Yeah, but you do now. Okay. And 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 you like to serve it. Okay. Uh well that would be well we we could start with lamb. Um okay. because I didn't like my mom's lamb stew and I was thinking about what I do really love and I love braised dishes and I love beans and I love rice a lot. And you know, a bunch of vegetables too, but um the idea of braising lamb and searing it nicely, having a good cut um, you know, obviously good cut, meaning that it's a quality piece of meat. Obviously, it's a, it's an off-primal cut, so it's uh, something that needs to be cooked gently so it will become tender to eat. 
Um, but putting the potatoes and the carrots and the celery and onion in, um, you know, and making a wonderful vegetable, uh, you know, meat dish that has this incredible sauce and, you know, you can then dip your bread in or you could use the next day and add, you know, if you ate all the potatoes, you could add pasta to the next day. I mean, it's a dish that or you could add rice and make rice the next day. It's a dish that you can do so many things with um, and you could add red wine to it or you could add, you know, your some kind of chili if you like that instead. You want the food to be spicy. Um, there's so many different things you can do to a braised dish to make it your own and reflect your own culture or your own likes or your own feelings for that particular day, which is what tends to affect me when I cook. Um, what am I trying to achieve today? What do I want to make today? And and braised lamb, I mean, is a, a food that you can feed a lot of people with. It can, you know, it's not the most inexpensive meat, but since it's a braised cut, it is less expensive than buying, trying to buy a rack of lamb, which would be very expensive at the grocery, uh, especially right now. And um, yeah, so, I mean, a braised dish. And then, I mean, to just answer your question with fish, I mean, the most simple way is, frankly, to buy the freshest piece of fish possible. Um, get a good steel pan hot on the stove. What kind of fish? Uh, let's just let's just say salmon because you can buy that readily at the grocery and look for the fish from a fishmonger that you trust and you know one of the things you, if you want to say hey can I just see that piece of salmon ask them to hand it to you um, smell it if it smells good then you're in good shape you're not allowed to touch it at the grocery so um, if you could touch it you would want it to spring back if it was a whole fish if you can handle filleting a fish you want the eyes to be clear the gills to be deep red the fish to uh, the flesh to respond to touch um, and for it to smell good and for it to look good um, but just put a hot steel pan get a steel pan on the stove make it hot add a neutral oil like corn oil uh, add the enough oil to nicely coat the bottom of the pan. The fish should be blotted dry and then go skin side down first if it doesn't have the skin on. Press down a little bit with a fish spatula and uh, sear it. Flip it over. Let it sit on the stove for a moment and pop it in the oven and cook it to the temperature that you like. I like my very fresh salmon to be medium rare, but you may like it cooked more all the way. Uh, just don't overcook it because that's where it becomes an enemy. That's where you won't like it. It will lose, like most food, it loses its natural moisture and becomes dry and unpleasant to eat, quite frankly, and you've destroyed it. Um, so uh, very simple. A little bit of, you can put a little bit of brown, uh, butter on the stove and brown it. Add a little bit of fresh lemon juice, something so simple as that. Uh, you can add some capers to that, or you can add fresh chives and capers to that. Um, but just make a quick little brown butter sauce and nappe it. Uh, nappe means to coat, uh, pour it over the top of the fish, maybe serve it with some wilted baby spinach and, you know, or some uh, mustard greens or kale or something that you really like. I mean, there are a million things. Your broccoli could, would, is excellent with with uh, salmon. There's just so many things yeah, you can my, serve my, with it. It's funny. My daughters, they all, all time for salmon, uh, for them is always and do it in a pan, get skin good and crispy. Put a decent amount of black pepper on the skin, actually, mm -hmm. so they come off like little crackers that you can have separately. <laughs> That's fun. And um, and then a little bit of butter in the pan at the very end. The salmon fat in the pan. Yeah. Um, with the butter and kind of nappe them with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, when they go into the plate, uh, they always want like little new potatoes, like skin on, like olive oil crushed. You know, we just boil them, and then empty the water out. Let them sit there in the steam. Dump them in a bowl. Crush them with a with a fork, mm -hmm. salt, and good extra virgin, and uh, and then what they call popcorn, popcorn broccoli, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, it's literally like in a toaster oven pan, 
broccoli that you tossed in olive oil with salt and maybe sesame seeds. Okay. And uh, and put them in there. Let them toast. And when they begin to brown a little bit, just a little bit, you know, you can smell it. Mm-hmm. A little bit like popcorn popping, you know. Then uh, that goes in the plate, and that's a that's a definite comfort salmon meal for the girls. And salmon's forgiving on temperature too, like because of the fat content. If you go to, it's really nice to have a medium rare, medium, but if you, or, you know, or more rare if you want, but. If you go further, it's still going to have pretty good moisture. Yeah, salmon has a high fat content. It's still be nice to consume, yeah. Yeah, and, and that high fat content, that's actually why I picked it, because it's one of the easier fish to cook because of its high fat content. Yeah. It's also very clear what temperature it is because it's a pink fish. Yeah. You know, you can look at that and go, oh, yeah, no, that's that's under for me. I need to cook that longer. Whereas, a, you know, a grouper or a rockfish, something like that, it's a little bit harder to tell uh, because of its color. But yeah, I mean that that's a good idea. I like the popcorn broccoli. Yeah, that's, that's fun. Because <laughs> honestly, it it's two pans on the stove. Yeah, that's and good. it's and it's literally the little pop the little thing in the well and toast oven and 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 you don't need you don't require sauce. No, you know. And your well, and your your crushed potatoes are an easy way to make quote unquote mashed potatoes. You know, yeah. it's so so easy to do it that way. And frankly. You know, they're not watered down with butter and, and milk or m- butter and cream, however you make your potato no. puree. And so they're really, I mean, if you, what kind of potatoes did you say you were using? Just uh, like red. Yukons or reds. Redskins. Yeah. yeah. I love. Just, just, just little, <clears throat> just little redskins. I like to make that with fingling potatoes. Yeah. And we've gotten some yeah. really good, I mean, from a regular produce purveyor, uh, we just got beautiful fingling potatoes. I can also get them from our local farmer still. And. Oh my gosh, they have such a high sugar content, and um, they're different types of fingerling potatoes, and they're all, I mean, I've never had one I didn't like, but those are fun to crush too. So yeah, I like that. I like doing that at home. It's it's much easier, and who cares what it looks like? You know I mean? Oh, yeah. In a restaurant, it can be a little rustic to do that, so you know, it's yeah. not as easy to do it in a fine restaurant, but wow, is it good, and it's a great. Yeah. I mean, the, the moment that you take something like that and put it in a ring mold, you might as well just go ahead and hit yourself in the head with a pan. And that's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so since we are in February and I still have the ability to get truffles, I'm also making the fingerling potatoes where I boil them in the skin, which is the best way to boil them in heavily salted water, um, and then remove the skin. I cut them in half. with a, Basically, I use a hot knife and you have to keep the blade clean because of the high starch content of the potato. It makes it much easier to slice through them. Um, or you can even oil the blade a little bit, but be careful. Um, and then tossed it with a, a little, a tiny bit of extra virgin oil, olive oil, a little bit of corn oil, salt and pepper, and finely chopped truffle. And I never serve potatoes the next day. I mean, when I, we came in the next day and we still had a few left. Uh, yeah, the, having sat all night with the truffles, we ate those. <laughs> they were so good. We ate them I would cold. <laughs> taking taking that and putting it on uh, silpat mm-hmm. and just getting it hot. Like a little potato cake, almost like a little cracker, like smeared on there. Yeah, that would be fun. Well, we left them. Mo- we left them mole. Yeah. So you 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 mean pureed? If they were pureed. Yeah. 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 yeah that would be yummy. You know that that just thinking. Hmm. Mm, yeah. That'd be a that'd be a nice little cracker for um, a little salmon tartare or something. You know. Yeah, that would be fun. The um, man, the idea of sushi when I was a kid. Oh, I didn't even know what that was when I was a kid. Yeah. I'd never heard of sushi. No. Yeah. So you'd heard of it? Did you have the mirror? Uh, you had sushi. 
uh, stores are well. It's in 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 a sprawling metropolis, sophisticated <laughs> city like Baltimore. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did grow up in a yeah. small town. So you you got me there. The, we did um, travel, but yeah. in a way, it wasn't like it was a prominent thing. Um, <laughs> but it did exist, and people were completely weirded out by the entire idea. Um, the the funny thing is that 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 I don't know. The idea didn't bother me. I think the biggest it the thing that's changed for me over time. The, the most as far as things I didn't hate them but they were unfamiliar you know and sometimes people are afraid of things that they're not yeah. familiar with or they don't like the idea of something they're not familiar with and and that's a shame because with food um, I'm forever telling my telling my children and they're they're always like no dad stop that I'm like if you don't try it you don't know what you're gonna like exactly well, you may not true. like it right you may not like it the first time you know, you may not have it the way that you want it the first time, but you don't not try things. Mm-hmm. Um, the the more that I have dug into different Middle Eastern cooking, or dug in more into um, Caribbean cooking, or especially Asian cooking, um, and, and understanding some of the differences between uh, food from, and I'm a million miles from expert on any of it. Um, but I know there are lots of flavors that are interesting, mm-hmm. and the balance points of the cuisine are different than than what I know uh, in a lot of Western cooking. And I find all of that super fascinating, and I like the idea of playing with that. Um, but I, it's a yeah. I I, th- I think it's a, it's a shame if you're. It's funny the programs love and hate and food and wine, and I don't know that I. I mean, I love good cooking. I love interesting things and I yeah. love things that are of the moment. Right. But I don't know that I didn't hate anything. I, I just I, didn't like it. I, I but, but <laughs> I, I do I, I do hate to... choices made for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Uh, like those strawberries that you have to have. When they're amazing like those first strawberries when they show up. It's like the you know, third weekend of April or something and our guys in Virginia show up and those first ones they're kind of pale, but the aroma it's like oh, mm-hmm. oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, that, there's nothing like that. Well, we've become we've become used to the fact that we can get anything we want any time of the year, and, and I think slowly we're returning to the recognition that it, guess what, it's not as good. Even if you can, even if you <laughs> can get a solid like B minus any time of the year. Yeah. Is it worth you know? Is it worth? Well, that's a purist kind of point of view, and I'm, I'm with you, of course. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know how. It's nice. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say that I. Don't go to the store and buy apples right now. Right. You know. Of course you do. Do I know the best ones are available in a short space of time? Of course. Well, but I would say the corn that I picked from my own farm this summer uh, was the best corn I have ever had in my entire life because I took it off the plant, put it in my car, and drove down to the restaurant and made soup with it immediately. I, 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 I'm sure I, it's the most expensive corn you've ever bought. It was it very, <laughs> very, very expensive, free. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's astonishing how much you can enjoy food when it's at its best and when it's, you know, right off the plant or, you know, it, it is a it is a very different story when you're talking about a green bean that came off the plant versus a canned green bean that you had when you were a kid. I mean, those are two totally different things. But to me, the canned green bean is, you know, it's interesting that there's a there's a bit of a parallel philosophically I think it culturally super different but about food and philosophically and sometimes I find there's a parallel 
in Italy and in Japan with the approach to food, where you can specialize so much on a particular ingredient from a particular place, mm-hmm. and and instead of elaborating that ingredient, it's just purely a celebration of it, and sometimes in its simplest form, you know, the particular kind of sweet potato in Japan, it just roasted with salt or, yeah, you know, a, a, a particular kind of a squash or a, an herb or like, you know, wild asparagus. I will never forget eating the wild asparagus, nor will I forget seeing it. I mean, it's it's like you mean, blowing in you the mean, wind. You mean stopping the car and yeah. just I mean, oh, pulling it out of the ground? I'm like, are you kidding me? It was amazing. It was so different from ours. You know, it was like long and willowy and tiny and thin and, oh, so good. I mean, and the fact that it's so tiny and long, I mean, there's different ways. I mean, you could do but, so but many just, different things with it. You, you, you can, but you have to really consider it, everything everything about it. And when when you have something that is that specialized exactly how you show it and what format people wonder about why are all these pasta shapes and why all the different names hmm. like mm-hmm. be, because they do different things they have a job the pasta has they, a job they do different things yep they're striated for reasons they're shaped for reasons uh, things are noodles and wits for reasons you know and, and there's history behind all of those things and digging into that that the mentality where you, you have something special and you really consider it and and really celebrate it and share it. That I love. Mm-hmm, that, definitely. That I love the most. Yeah. Anyway, when we come back on Formidable from Food and Wine, we're going to get into some uh, the dark side of this. Love and hate on Food and Wine. Formidable from WIPR. Welcome back to Foreman Wolf on Food and Wine. I'm Tony Foreman. And Chef Cindy Wolf. And we're talking about love and hate with food and wine. And mm-hmm. we, we've talked a lot about things that we didn't like and how like we've reconciled with them and now maybe celebrate them. And there's an <laughs> attitude about all that. Learning well, process. What, a, what about things that you were into as a kid or back in the day, maybe as a chef or, you know, like what... Did you think it was terrific, and now you're kind of like, eh? Oh, huh. I know the top of my list. Why don't you as go like, first? As like, a young, as like think, a young cook. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything. Uh, yeah. Red pepper, anything? Oh. And roasted red pepper, everything. Uh, oh, um, uh, the tricolor ro- pepper ro- craze. Ro- oh. Roasted, roasted. Uh, this is and this is For an sure. '80s thing. This is an '80s. Oh, thing. totally '80s. But a. Uh, uh, Red pepper coulis is a sauce for any God bless oh, yeah. thing. Oh my gosh! Oh my you gosh! Know? Oh what? Yeah. Yeah. There, there was, there was, there was a dish that that looked great. It was, <laughs> it was grilled scallops with a charred red pepper coulis, oh, yeah. and uh, and little crisp pieces of pancetta that rested on each piece of scallop, hmm. and a, a little bundle of of uh, spinach, okay, uh, like like little bit lemony spinach in the center of that plate. It was a cute plate. It's a very eighties looking plate. Yeah. But when I think about the flavors mm. now mm. together. The peppers. I am disgusted. Spinach and <laughs> pancetta. 
I'm just like, yick, yick. No, 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 no. I don't want charred pepper concentrate. I don't want any peppers like that. The, no, the, the green bell peppers, I mean, I, I wouldn't work with those oh, you, right yeah. now. Oh, no you, way. You've been wanting, I've been no listening to you whining about green bell peppers Oh, green since bell peppers shouldn't 90s. be allowed to be grown anywhere. I, I can't stand them. Well, the funny thing oh, is- Oh, we'll get some write-ins on that. Green bell peppers <laughs> grow up and become- What? Other color peppers. Oh. And some of them become bigger green bell peppers. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, you know, poblanos. Poblanos are one of my fit. Fa- I mean, green bell peppers taste like, I don't know what, green bell peppers, I guess. Oh, Cindy, you just, just like gross. poblanos because they sound fancy. Oh, God. Poblanos, <laughs> jalapenos, all the good peppers, I love them. Okay. So, but like I said, with peppers, especially that kind of, uh, like mm-hmm. when, when I think of that dish, I'm just horrified. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the tricolor and why would why, 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 why would I put pancetta? Why would I put pancetta on top of a scallop, like a strong flavored uh, pork like that? Mm-hmm. You know, well, people like bacon and scallops, but so. it wasn't smoked. Like it just yeah, yeah it but, just wasn't right. Yeah, because no, pancetta is cured, not smoked. Yeah, it just yeah, da. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a restaurant that opened in the early '90s, and it was the biggest deal in Washington called Red Sage. Oh, Mark Miller's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what and being in the business and and the guy who wow, built that was popular that and place. the guy the guy who built it was a, a a great big guy that I had known oh right I for a long time Don Senek oh yeah yeah and he he huh. built it for him he so was cool I I like Don yeah he has had a lot of personality yeah it his character big big guy big character big yeah. personality yeah and and Don was one of a bunch of people that like invited me to come to one of the early nights in that restaurant. Oh, at, at and, okay. Yeah, and there are a couple things I recall from that meal. <laughs> One was that everything had chipotle chilies. Oh, yeah. Everything that I had had chipotle chilies somehow. And this is a very, like, New Mexico-driven yeah. food, right? And it was a big, like, fantasy, like, New Mexico cowboy interior. <laughs> In this building in downtown D.C. Was it underground or did it just feel well, like it the, was underground? The, the, most of it was underground. Yeah, I, I vaguely recall that. I think it was there yeah. once. I think we yeah. went there once. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, huh. wow. <laughs> That's a funny description. But the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the couple of things that I had, I had um, a pork dish. I had a pork chop, and it was a chipotle chili and chocolate sauce, mm-hmm. like bitter chocolate sauce, which... I think could have been okay. I mean, that, sort of like his version of mole. Yeah. But weird. I think it could have been okay, but it was sweet. Oh. And like really sweet and smoky. And there was something of, I don't know, it reminded me of like. Like it had molasses in it. Someone with really bad personal habits. But that 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 dish. Mm-hmm. And then there was corn ice cream. Ew. Uh, I'm sorry. That just. And, and that. that No. I, I really disliked. Yeah. I'm sure. I but, mean, you have but, to be but, really good to make corn food, ice cream food, good. But food took a really, really, really long time. <laughs> and I recall, and the managers are all wearing like Western gear, you know, <laughs> this sort of thing. And trying to, instead of being like the, four, like, you know, it, DC was still a very like French restaurant town. And oh, very yeah. Correct. And, early 90s, uh, for early sure. Ni- and and this guy walks over to the table and it's a bank, it's like a big wavy banquet, you know, <laughs> you know, amongst the cacti the, in the fantasy setting. And he sits down. And he's got everything but freaking chaps on, you know. And he's got the, bu- he the, the buttons on his shirt. You know the the whole thing. And 
He's, he comes, and I'm at the end of the banquet, and he comes, and instead of talking to the table or going to the host, he comes and sits on the banquet next what? to me because I'm so friendly, clearly. <laughs> You know. Oh yeah, I can imagine your expression when like, that I'm, happened. I'm like barely out of the kitchen, <laughs> working in the front. I'm sort of like, hmm. I maybe look baby face, but I, I will break your collarbone right now. But, <laughs> you know, and I was I was already disturbed by things that happened during the course of the meal. And I'm he the most impatient sat down on a next table of impatient people. Oh. I was the least patient person there, oh. and and trying not to speak really hard. <laughs> and I wasn't the person speaking for the party. I was not hosting the party. But he sits down next to me, Oof. and he's like. Was everything great? Oh, really? <laughs> and, I, and I just looked at him, mm. and I said, I'm sorry, sir. You probably want to speak to the host. Yeah, I can see. He's the gentleman that. on the other side of the table, <laughs> about three seats down. You could go sit next to him. Get away from me yeah. right now. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And he shouts down the table. Oh. <laughs> How are you? I was just like, man, oh, this, is, this is some amazing Western friendliness you got going on right here. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, I was and not you're prepared in D.C. in early 1990? Yeah, it was mm. like the fussiest Mm-mm. place in the world. Yeah, you know? no, not happening. Well, yeah, that's I mean, funny. I, but, yeah, that, <laughs> it's like, wow. And it, what's funny is like like a year later or something, I met Mark Miller. He's a perfectly lovely guy. And I, I understood that the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. But the audience was not, even the people in the business were not prepared for what was happening. Right, right. You know, and it was jammed. Yeah. Because you know, it was the did. new thing. They were very busy it in the beginning. It was the new thing. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't, I, I think the big <laughs> effort was driving it, but man, yeah, there was I'm definitely sure. stuff that oh, I Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure he was, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that's so, a real story from the 90s. So. Things that you used to cook. I still don't have anything, Tony. No? I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> I can't I, come I, up with anything. I can't. I can't. Uh, okay. Well, my chef, who I loved uh, and highly respected, made red pepper coolie. So what that? that's funny that you brought that up. And it made me think about it when you said it because he used to use the stuff that he would shake on everything. And I don't even really know what it was. I mean, I want to say it was something probably like Lowry's seasoning salt. I mean, you know, it was something he found from somewhere and he always used it on. And I mean, the man was a very good chef, but he was self-taught. No, but he was from Argentina. It was something unusual. But I remember when he told me to put it on the fish, and I'm like, "Oh my, no! I do I have to <laughs> do I have to do this?" It like, it, 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 it had garlic. It must have had like garlic powder and sea. Salt, I mean, uh, uh, you know, some sort of weird salt, and I don't know. It had all kinds of dry, weird ingredients in it, and it was the only thing that he did that I was like, "Oh, I can't believe he's doing this." But you know, we all, as chefs, we all do something <laughs> that I'm sure a cook will come in and go, "Wow, I can't believe she does that or he does that." Um, because we all have our little weirdo things, but oh, you know I, I, that I, was I, definitely his. He was a very good cook, and that was really weird that he used that seasoning mix. I, I, I recall there was a girl I was dating when I was in. Uh, oh come hotel on! Hotel school, and come I was on. cooking. <laughs> I was I was making food at, at her apartment, and I got sure lamb shank. I sure got lamb were. shank. <laughs> I got lentils. I you know like oh, uh, I, right, and the lamb shank. I was gonna. Uh, that was going to take like four hours. Yeah, well. How long were you planning on being there? I mean, as Come long on. as I could. I really liked her. So <laughs> I, I, I I put this in the oven, but I had no idea. Like, I really hadn't I hadn't thought through it, you know? <laughs> I bet you had I had not thought through it. And I, I'd like had all kinds of stuff in there with this lamb shank. 
and it, like onions and tomatoes and 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 I put a whole lot of it's like I was I was just learning a lot to cook of garlic. It, or, no, uh, oh. no, oh, I, I I did that also one oh, time. Gosh. That was another thing. <laughs> Actually, I did that. <laughs> that that's a very that's another story, story for yeah. another time. <laughs> but, but I put all of this. I was trying to cook with herbs, a mm. lot a lot of different herbs. I was I trying to learn it. about them, and I thought I was getting parsley, and I'd gotten cilantro. Ew. And a whole lot of it. Oh. <laughs> and I literally, like, for this long cooking item, Ew. I loaded it up with cilantro. Oh, that's awful. And it, when, when I pulled this thing out of the oven Ugh. and started, like, you know, pull things apart. Whatnot, Acted like you were the chef. I, yeah. And I pulled the swamp thing. Like, in my ta- with my tongs, I pulled the swamp thing. Like, all of it, it, like, created this mess. <laughs> like, with tomato skins <laughs> and cilantro. <laughs> I created this mask that was like green, <laughs> you know. And she was like, like running out the door. She was like, God, do I have to eat that? Oh, God, it probably smelled horrible in that house, too. <laughs> it was not my best effort. Of all the lamb dishes you, I've loved, I hated that. It took and a couple of years it. for you to make lamb again. I, I never made lamb for her again. <laughs> and I never tried to braise oh, something with cilantro again. Re- her grandmother was a was really a good cook. cook. Was or, a great she cook. was from uh, somewhere in... Central America or South America? Uh, or, or no, she was Italian. No, I can't one remember. Was from, one was from Puerto Rico. The other was from Trieste. Yeah, okay. In, in, yeah, yeah. Well, so she was probably like, God, I grew up on the best food, and this guy is cooking me something disgusting. No, she was very generous about it. She ate the lentils. That was nice. She ate the lentils. She's a nice person. Oh, boy. Uh, and there was wine, wow. honey wine. Forming a wolf on food and wine and yeah, dating. Yeah, exactly. And, and, <laughs> and what not to do on a date. L- love and hate. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah Valentine. Sure, Here sure, we go, I'm Valentine's. Sure she hated that. Keep, yeah. d- uh, this is a cautionary tale for Valentine's Don't Day Don't braise right lime with cilantro for your Valentine. God. Unless you want to pull the swamp thing out of the oven. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Did you have the plastic, uh, uh, the rubber band still on the cilantro too? No, or, no, no. Uh, come oh, on. Good. I'm glad you at least come removed on. that from it. I'm, I mm. was, I was very amateur, but I wasn't that amateur. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Fine details. <laughs> Fine details. <laughs> oh wow. Did you ever make cake without salt? Mm, yeah. Did you? Sure. Did you ever make cake without sugar? No, I've never done that. It doesn't work well. No, that wouldn't go well at all. Yeah. Wow. So nothing, you, nothing that you're like. At, when you look back, you're like, oh, that was that was horrible. Oh. Um, I'll tell you what I used to make in my apartment for my mom when she would come over for lunch, which was a cream cheese and tomato sandwich. And I look back on that and think, oh, that's disgusting. I would put a big slab of <laughs> cream cheese. <laughs> oh, I, I would toast it with tomato, and I think that was it. Ugh. I mean, I, I, I think of that, and I think, well, that was gross. But I can't think of any food that... Okay, we used to make manicotti at a restaurant that I worked at. And he was the one that wanted it on there. We put it on for lunch, and we we heated it in the microwave. And I look back on that and think, oh, wow, that's just disgusting that we did it that way. But, I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never had it. I didn't know how to make it, and he gave it to me to do. So that was a little weird. Um, I don't think that was very successful, but definitely don't heat up manicotti in the microwave. That's really, and that's weird to me to think back that we even had a microwave in a restaurant where I worked. Um, but yes, we used to do that. That's about all I can come up with, Tony. Sorry. That's it. Short memory. I guess mm. you gotta, yeah. it's like quarterbacks. You gotta have a short memory, you know, when you throw an interception. Oh boy. <laughs> don't talk about quarterbacks. It's, yeah. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think. I don't know. I guess maybe maybe I was more adventurous at different times. 
Sure, of yeah, course. That's uh, well. I mean, I, I definitely, and, and this is not to say I didn't make mistakes, but if I was making a mistake, it was something that I was making, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not putting this on the menu when I was first yeah. cooking. I would never put something on a menu that I wasn't proud of no, or thought was, was good. Most of, most of my most of my errors I made for the people that I love the most. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all we've got time for on formidable phone food and wine. If you want to uh, correspond with us, send us an email, formanwolf at wypr.org. If you want to uh, listen to this podcast again, or uh, if you wish to listen to any of the other goodies that they have saved, go to the WIPR website, wypr.org. Look for the Foreman Wolf page, and there's a whole menu of goodies there for you. If you want to follow Chef Cindy Wolf on social media. You can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Chef Wolf or Cindy uh, Wolf. On Instagram, I'm the real Tony Foreman. And hey, thanks for listening. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday.